Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And now for something special. The unit is self contained with its own saddler, farrier, wheelwright, and so on. It's a rigorous training dished on who know all there is to know about horses. And it brings results. We take you behind the scenes now to show just some of the interesting aspects of this training. Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein, the best podcast to create sounder horses from the ground up. Mike Stein is a registered journeyman farrier with an APF1 accreditation. On this week's show, we talk to Trisha Dingle from the Egyptian Rose Sport Horses and the continuing story of Bucky. Also, to wrap or not wrap the legs of a horse and also the elections for the IAPF are in and we have the results. All this and much, much more will be discussed here on Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. And over to my far hand side is Mike Stein. How are you? I'm doing good. Travis, how are you doing? You, you look good. I, you got a little different angle on the video over there. We, I can't get the camera set up perfectly for you. I don't know, whatever. I look beautiful, by the way. Yeah, yes, you do. <laughs> You've not got so much to work with I, there. Well, no. good. You look good, Mike. And it's freezing cold out there. Are, are you surviving the winter? I'm surviving. And the one of the worst times to get a haircut like the one that Mike has. Now, don't forget, for every podcast we do on Equine Dynamics, you can see this video as well in real time as we're talking here on the air. Me waving to Mike. Mike waving to me. I got my money's worth out of it. Mike got his haircut and he looks like you ever, you know who laurel and hardy is you look yes. you look like laurel because your sides are really really close and then you've got like this split on the top of your hair it looks like a toupee well i sat down <laughs> and said cut it and it got cut and that's what ended up so and, there you go and if you'd like to uh email mike at any time go to equinedynamics.com at the top of the page says contact us fill out that little form there and we'll send you out some stickers and mike sent out a whole bunch of keychains so i think those keychains are gone uh we'll order another set of 10 and we'll get you some here as soon as we possibly can so you can still get yours in time for christmas now mike yes my wife is now doing double duty when i say double duty you know that we have diego off the property diego's right. our four-year-old gelding and he's off the property because he's we're focusing more on his getting his development so he's over there on another property only because they have a, a covered arena and you know we're going to get rain here soon we're going to get snow probably here in the next couple days and here in north carolina and then we have dominique dominique's our 11 year old mayor right and and she's going to be a broodmare, mm -hmm. make her a broodmare. And my wife still has to ride her because she is getting fat. You know, she doesn't ride her as hard as much as she normally does. Well, my wife now is doing double duty. So she's riding the mare here. Good. And then driving across town and riding the, the gelding over there. Right. I think she's either pushing herself too hard and trying to get the same results out of Dominique, which is the mare, as to Diego, which is the gelding. Yesterday morning, she gets out there as soon as the sun comes up because we have an arena out there as well. And she's starts riding Dominique, and she's out there for 45 minutes, you know, canter to the left, trot to the right, you know, back to the left, switch stance, all the stuff that you do when you ride dressage. Something happened. Now, Mike, remember last week I said I turned around and my back locked up and I hit the ground? Right. Something happened with Dominique, and she asked Dominique to canter to the right. Something pinched her somewhere. 
she reared up and threw Amy again. Mm. Well, not again, but my wife fell off the horse again. So luckily she's fallen off this horse before, so she knows where to fall and where to tuck and where to roll. So she's been testing out gravity to make sure it works. <laughs> yes. Uh, unfortunately, she hit the ground and everything was fine. You know, she had her helmet on. The horse didn't step on her or anything like that. But the horse kind of went through the same thing that I did where she asked the horse to do a certain movement to a certain direction. And because of, I don't know the technical stuff of what's going on with Dominique, you, can you fill me in a little bit of what she's got going on that might have caused her to pinch and go, oh, my God, and, and rear up and throw Amy? I don't know if she's not, you know, she may be having some pain flare-up in her, in her SI. Uh, it'd be worth checking out. She doesn't need to be going up in the air, and Amy doesn't need to be coming off. We need to back up and think about what we're doing. And the mayor had had a few issues, you know, from years of being a mayor. I mean, she doesn't have to be a show horse anymore. We just need some fitness level, and we need to get the weight off. Right, and that's that's what... So maybe we adapt some of our work program to just uh, we're going to go out keep in shape and burn some calories we don't necessarily have to work on any kind of big maneuvers or anything and i said a couple things i said babe what could have caused this i mean i'm thinking of because i'm not a a horse person i just pay the bills i write the checks you know this well you're important (laughs) well i said let's let's think about this logically now we've taken her boyfriend off the property so do you think she's mad at her new boyfriend has now gone away for three months or is she mad because she had this nice relaxed life and now you're starting to push her a little bit more because she's getting fat and she wants to be fat like you said horses love to be fat yeah she wants to be fat and lazy so is it a combination of those and then amy's like could no be. could be i don't know amy said no no she had a pinch nerve i could tell as soon as i asked her to go she felt instantly that the horse reared up and, and off she goes rolling so mm-hmm. so that's what happened with my wife right i don't yeah. know i don't know if she's changed anything as far as like the saddle or anything like that i don't know that's what happened there yeah i don't know we'll have to <laughs> check her out a little bit see if we can come up with anything so how have you been doing, Mike? You've been doing okay? Doing okay, doing okay. Anything exciting happened in the last 72 to 48 hours? Well, tomorrow I've got a horse that is pretty eaten up with white line that we got to go deal with. I got a message the other day about the IPF election. Well, hold on to that because we have the. I want you to announce whatever happened. What happened? I don't know. We'll, we'll announce that later in the show. That's what okay. we call in the business a teaser, Mike. We're going to tease that to, as far as what actually happened. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, guys, stick around for that teaser. Oh, and also, uh, coming up next we're going to talk to trisha dingle from the egyptian rose sport horses and the continuing story of our very famous horse called bucky stick around you'll listen to equine dynamics with my sign we'll be right back Back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He is the, or was the official fairy of the 2018 World Equestrian Games. And if you'd like to email Mike, the way you do that is go to equinedynamics.com. At the top of the page says, contacts, fill out that little form there. If you want Mike to answer your question on the air, make sure you fill that out. Make sure you put a return address as well, because we'll send you out some magnets, some stickers. Uh, all the keychains that we got are gone, so we'll get some new ones out there, and you can get those as well. Just fill out that little form and get it to Mike Stein over at equinedynamics.com. Don't forget to follow him on Facebook as well. And also, follow 
follow him on YouTube as well. And over to my far hand side is Mike Stein. How are you? I'm doing good, Travis. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. And on the phone with us right now, Trisha Dingle from the Egyptian Rose Sports Horses. How are you, Trisha? I'm doing great, Travis. How are you? Doing well. Now, refresh our audience's memory. You were on our show last season. Just give everyone just a breakdown as far as who you are and where you come from. Well, I'm a lifelong horsewoman that started out riding before I could walk. Been through a variety of different different breeds and disciplines, but for the past 20 years, I've primarily been working with Arabian and half Arabian sport horses, primarily dressage, but I do dabble in jumping. And I also um, currently volunteer as one of the trainers for the Florence Area Humane Society for their equine rescue. Do a little bit of open horse show judging, have done some equine facilitated therapy, so a little bit of everything. Sounds like you've got a full plate there. Now, speaking of full plate, you had a horse named Bucky here recently, right? Yeah. First of all, tell us about Bucky and the problems you were having with Bucky, because we love Bucky. We always we refer love Bucky. We, Bucky's a very busy fella. We we always refer back to Bucky as that horse that likes to slide into the corners and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, Bucky, who his registered name is actually W H the Aga Khan, but he is a 17 year old Arabian gelding. He belongs to and was bred by Whitehaven Plantation, Martha and David Lucas, who are good friends of mine that I I worked for them for the first 13 years of my adult career. And so I've known Bucky since he was a baby, and he did spend a good deal of his life as a breeding stallion. But one of Bucky's favorite things to do as a stallion was to run the fence line, and he thought he was a reining horse. He would do sliding stops into the corners and then spin and take off. And apparently during one of those escapades as a five-year-old, he fractured his navicular bone. Now, Mike, we have pictures of this, right? Right, we do. All right, so, so let me switch cameras here. And you guys can see this video in real time as we're talking about it here on the show. And let me switch cameras. And the way you do that is go to Equine Dynamics. And see, I bought I brought my laser pointer so I can point at it. So now you can see it, right? No, Mike, you're pointing at my monitor. Well, I can see it on the monitor. Why can't other people see it on the monitor? Well, hold on. You're pointing at your monitor. You have to point it at my monitor. Okay. I, I, let me see. Let me see the pen. Let's see if this works. All right. There's. So now everybody can see you pointing it at the monitor. Right. Uh, I don't see anything. I can't okay. see. I'll just use my cursor that's on the screen. Okay. All right. So Mike, what are we looking at here? This is Bucky's foot. And this, this is, is what Trisha was talking about this is the break that happened correct right. Trisha? if you slide your arrow a little closer towards the center mm-hmm. a little up right there that's the break in the navicular bone oh really and now trisha this break on bucky would this be considered a a life ending or career ending break it is a career ending break so for bucky as a five-year-old he had just started under saddle he did not have a he was a national champion in um, on the ground in hand, but had never been shown under saddle. And this was conceivably a career ending injury. And um, of course, for a breeding stallion nowadays, they need to have a performance record to be popular, to be successful. So for this could have been the end for him. He still would have had a pain free life most of the time, but it was pretty serious. So now Bucky's got this broken navicular bone. Am I saying that right? Navicular bone? Navicular bone, yes. yes. So you're you're thinking the horse is done. No more horse, no more Bucky. He's just going to be either. Is this a, I said career ending. Is this life ending as well? No. Okay. No, he could have been managed. It could conceivably have shortened his life if eventually they develop arthritis. The A lot of important tendons and ligaments tie in to that bone and in that area. And you can start um, as you know, arthritis develops or 
as it heals, you could end up with some very painful conditions that might have shortened his life down the road. So Bucky's broken this navicular bone, and how long... I mean, you, what's the next step? Do you say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna ca- put a cast on him, or we're just gonna not fix him? And, and is that where Mike and everyone jumped in and fixed this horse? I guess is what I'm saying. Well, first thing we did was we had the vet in there. We're trying to f- figure out what's going on with him because he's a little off. And it came time to shoot some X-rays, and it's like, okay, here we go. And then it's time to start moving on how to how to manage the situation. Now, this picture here is this the same same just not as a, a good a quality different, a different shot from a different angle. Okay, and these are the cracks right here that my cursor's on, right? Or that right where you are, yes. Okay. You know, I've been working back and forth with Doc Redden for some time. I think Trish got online and you spoke to a few people on it, got some some real good advice, like, oh no. <laughs> retire him. You retire him. Um, basically, we had one of the best vets in the area working on him and she made her recommendation. She said, you know what? You know, let's do what we can. There's been a lot of, a lot of advances in medicine. And she made her recommendations. And then she said, who's, who's going to be shooting the horse for you? And I said, well, Mike will be. She said, whatever Mike wants to do. He, she said, I bet he's seen this a bunch more than me. Let him do what he thinks needs to be done. So she made the recommendations for his stall rest, any medications we needed to do, what his rehab would be. And then we let, we deferred to Mike on what to do to shoe it. Yeah, in my career, for some strange reason, I've seen more than one navicular fracture. The very first one I ever dealing with was on a racehorse that was in breeding, and the ends had broke, similar positioning, but then it, the but the bone had offset like this. And you can see Mike; he's doing hand signals on the on the video. So if you want to watch Mike, yeah, do pantomime over there. So the end, the end, it had pulled up. The ends had offset. You've got pressure from the deep flexor where the deep flexor tendon goes around it and uses that as a cam point. With that horse, did it heal up? Yes. Did we get him sound? No. Was he covering mares for the rest of his life or a useful life? Yes, he did. But in walking, he looked fine. But when he trotted out, he looked not so good. And I've done a couple of the This is not something the inferior in the vet is going to see very often. But I've done some others that we've gotten back to be, be riding horses. But some of it is the t- getting in there at the right time before anything shifted. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick little break. And when we come back, we're going to find out what actually happened to Bucky. Stick around. You're listening to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He'll be right back. Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He was the 2017 American Eventing Championship Farrier. And for every podcast we do, we have a matching video. Uh, go over to YouTube and search for Equine Dynamics Mike Stein. And make sure you like and subscribe over there. Mike, your numbers are jumping up higher and higher and higher every week. And you're getting more and more views, more and more subscribers. Wow. And oh, over to my far-hand side is Mike Stein. How are you? I'm doing good, Travis. How are you? Put that pen down. You're making me nervous. <laughs> and on the phone with us giggling in the background is Trisha Ding from the Egyptian Rose Sport Horses. How are you, Tricia? I'm doing great. Thank you, Travis. Now, we were talking about Bucky. What type of horse was Bucky again? I'm sorry. He 
is an Arabian. An Arabian. Okay. And we were talking about he broke his nuvicular bone trying to be a badass, <laughs> run around and, and show off. And so this was a career-ending break. Now, you called in Mike. Mike teamed up with his professional group of people. And tell us the end result of what actually happened. Now, I'm going to switch cameras to camera six here so you can see the actual break in the bone here. And then I'll switch to the actual x-rays of what happened afterwards. Mike, go ahead. Well, Nicole had come in. She shot the x-rays from multiple angles. So we had a good, clear image of exactly where it was. And then we have to start thinking about, okay, let's get the pressure off of it, right? Right. I ended up using a red and ultimate boot, which I'm pretty adapted to normally use it with a laminitic horse. And to stabilize the back of the foot, I didn't want it collapsing in or under. I actually attached it, the back of the heel, to the boot itself. Mm-hmm. Kind of used some heel springs, turned around backwards, and put a little pressure out, opening the heels just a little bit, and then shot some anchors into the back of the boot and anchored to it because I didn't want any of the back of that foot shifting, possibly pushing that out of place. The other thing was bringing up that angle and with the boot, modifying it so we have a lot of medial lateral breakover, a lot of forward breakover, even further than what normally comes on the boot. When he did move, we wanted him to kind of roll across it, and we wanted to eliminate the pressure from the flexor tendon because if something's going to displace that bone, it's going to be pressure torquing against the flexor tendon. So what is this picture, this x-ray right here that we're looking at is this the end result of everything that was the last x-ray you were sent correct yes the 2018 2018 well the bone is solid if you could see where the break is yes so trisha now that bucky has this healed bone tell us the results of what he's been doing the last couple years so um bucky kind of had a a really interesting life after the break but he came back 100 percent sound he had a lot of on and off time he developed some bad riding habits I've been retraining him for the past three years. We did geld him um, in 2018, and I've just been doing some mental and physical rehab with him, and he came back to being a very wonderful, very happy trail horse. But I'm a dressage person, and I needed a second horse to show. So I started playing around with him in the dressage arena again, and he really started to come to work and seemed to enjoy what he was doing. So we decided to do... Um, the local schooling show series. We went to the Union County Saddle Club and entered their schooling show series at training level. He won his very first class out in February of last year. All right. I think like a 67% shock to all of us. Yeah, I'm sure. And um, then he just, he kept doing well. We've, we've had to deal with saddle fitting issues and bit fitting and, and all this stuff. Um, I think I finally have a saddle that fits him 100% now. But even through all that, he just kept coming to work and enjoying his job. In October, we went to the South Carolina Dressage and Combined Training Association has a schooling show championship every year in Camden. So we went there. He was a little nervous in the new facility, so it wasn't his best score ever, but he still was the reserve champion training level in the open division. And then we did our final show at Union County. He scored in the 70s, and he managed to finish out the series as the training level adult open champion for oh, really? the entire series. Well, yeah. congratulations to Bucky. Yay! Good right. job. Yeah, Good job all the way as far as everyone getting the horse back up and running, get the horse back up and fixing, and then Trisha just sticking with him and keeping him, you know, nose to the grindstone and not giving up on him. A lot of people would have given up on him. Well, there was a there was a period in there where Trish was working at a rehab facility. What, what were you there, about four or five years or so? Three years. Three years. Okay, but Bucky was yeah. kind of out of your hands as far as management and all that at that point. 
point. Right. Now coming back and re going back through some retraining, getting getting Bucky back together and Bucky was very, very happy hanging out and being a bum. So he, you know, there had, things had to be readdressed. Right. And so you kind of go back to ground zero and work your way up. And the time was taken and the patience was there. And here he is. Trisha, you want to say something? Well, I was just going to say it took a total of two solid years of working with Bucky mentally and physically, not necessarily because of the navicular bone, but just for his attitude to get him where I thought. And, and there are many times I had him for sale and for lease numerous times as a trail horse. It took about two to three years of working with him and just chipping away and listening to him and figuring out what it was he wanted to be happy and successful. So like Mike said, it it takes time, but it's worth it. He and I, he's my best buddy now. I've got his, I've got his brother and who I bred and raised and the two of them, I call them my twins. We go everywhere together. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys, stick around. We're going to take a short little break and come back and we're going to talk about to wrap or not to wrap. And that is referring to horses, legs and their support. Stick around, you're listening to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He'll be right back. Cry in my sleep. Cry boy, cry boy. Just makes me weep when I try how I try. Know what it means to work hard on machines. It's a labor of love, so please don't ask me why. Looking for reasons. Trying to Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Sign. He is now a licensed thoroughbred farrier through the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission. And if you'd like to ask Mike a question, or if you'd like Mike to come out and perform a clinic at your event or your location, go to equinedynamics.com. Fill out the form at the top of the page. There's a clinic section. Uh, Mike will pencil you in and get you on his schedule. And also, if you'd like to ask him a question, contact us. Make sure you put podcasts in the subject line. And put a return address because we'll send you out some magnets and stickers. Magnets. I always say ma- mm. magnets. Magnets. They're li- not, not magnets. Magnets. <laughs> four by four magnets that you can put on your refrigerator or your car if you want. And over to my far inside is Mike Stein. How are you? I'm doing good, Travis. And on the phone with us right now, we also have Trisha Dingle from the Egyptian Rose Sport Horses. Sport Horses. Is that it? Am I saying that right? Sport Horses? Sport Horses, yeah. Okay. Correct. Trisha, how are you? I'm great. Thank you, Travis. Now, we're going to talk about to wrap or not to wrap. You know, getting close to Christmas time. Are we putting wrapping paper on the horses? What are we What are we talking about when, sure. you're, when you're talking about wrapping a horse and put a big bow on top? What are we talking about, Mike? There's been some discussion going around about some of the support boots, and boots are used for interference, for legs hitting, for tin support versus your good old-fashioned hand-done wraps. And there's been some talk about the boots and possible damage. Now, my wife puts on these what they call bells. Is that is that a term when she? We're really not. We're not talking about the bell boots. We're talking about more something that'd be more of a tendon support, almost like an ace bandage type deal. You can tell how we can use ace bandages. Yes. Naive I am about this. So is it like an ace bandage? You know, for well, there are some boots that are made. They're kind of a generic fit. The Velcro on, and there's also wraps that you would do, use like like an ace bandage. Different materials that have been used over the years. There's a lot of the modern boots are more neoprene, which hold in a lot of heat, and that's where some of the some of the question is: is 
far as the heat. And some of the newer neoprenes seem to actually hold in more heat. They're starting to make some boots that are supposed to be a little better as far as the temperature. Now, wouldn't you want heat on your tenons to keep them loose? I mean, you always see like the baseball pitcher in a cold season, the pitcher only puts his right hand or whatever his favorite, his favorite arm. This is my favorite arm. Whatever pinching arm that he uses into a jacket. And that's the only sleeve that he keeps warm. You would want to keep those tenons hot, lubed up in my opinion. So why, why is it so wrong to do that? When you hold in too much heat, they seem to be getting some breakdown is what I'm hearing as far as tennis ligaments. Like cooking them? Cooking them. Let's, let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> but like Trish said, you know, and I've watched people with boots. I've seen boot, boots that are flopping around on the leg. I've seen boots that are snug on the leg. I've seen people do hand wrap jobs. Some of these track grooms do a wonderful job of wraps. You know, not knowing how to wrap correctly, boy, that can be a real problem. Now, Trish, do you use uh, wraps or any kind of support boots on the horses that you deal with? I do. I wear, um, I use brushing boots for the horses when we're working out on the trails or um, in wet conditions, or I use polar wraps the rest of the time. Now, you don't leave them on 24 hours. You only put them on when the horses are working, right? Yep, only when they are working. Now, Mike, are you referring that people are wrapping the horse's legs and leaving them on for a 24-hour period? This is more something talking about working horses, because there's plenty of times if if you've got a leg injury, tendon injury, where you use standing wraps, and I think the standard with that is to use a 24 on, 24 off. But that's a different situation from a horse working in them. And the concern is overheating tendons and ligaments with some of these boots that hold a lot of heat. Now, I work with a lot of three-day event horses, and some of them are going to wear brushing boots and stuff like that to protect their legs from damage. And some people, well, because of the study, I will never put a boot on. Well, there's times you should, and how do we handle that? And that's kind of where we're going with this. And that's what's happening is there have been some studies recently showing that boots and bandages increase the heat to the tendons and ligaments. Which I'm sorry, anybody that's ever wrapped a horse in the summer in South Carolina, that's a no-brainer. You know that their legs come out sweaty and hot. So, yes, there is a good thing coming from these studies that new boots are being invented that have more airflow and are going to prevent the horses from basically overheating the legs. However, just as what happens with so many other things in social media, these studies are being put out there and people are jumping on the bandwagon of, oh, I would never wrap my horse. It's, it's bad for them. It's cruel. It's inhumane. It causes tendon damage. See, I would what, probably never wrap my horse because I know I'm not very good at it. Right. And that's the very first thing is, number one, these studies are only proving that there's an increased heat. They don't take into consideration the fact that who's putting the boots and bandages on? Do they know how to do it correctly? And are they applying them correctly? What nutrition does a horse get? Are they have they been fed correctly over the years of their lifetime to develop stronger tens and ligaments? Who's shoeing the horse? I've seen bare or horses that are barefoot with no wrap being put on them, being applied, have tendon and ligament injuries because their feet are out of balance. Who's riding the horse? Are they pushing the horse beyond their fitness levels and capability? Is the rider crooked? There are so many variables that come into what causes a tendon and ligament injury, and people aren't taking those factors into account. They're just jumping on the bandwagon that, 
boots are bad because they increase heat. So, Trisha, here's my question as a simple mm-hmm. simpleton that I am. I, I wear compression socks, and they make my feet and my, my lower extremities energized. They feel like they don't get tired. They don't get sore. Is there anything like like a human version of compression socks that you can put on a horse? Because my, my, my legs don't get hot. You know, there is plenty mm-hmm. of airflow in there, but my feet themselves, like I said, they feel more energized. I can walk longer in the yard and walking on this big property of ours. You know, I, I appreciate being able to walk all the way to the back side of the property and not be tired by the time I get up to the front <laughs> side of the property. Is there anything right. that horses have that would replace, you know, wraps or a better choice instead of putting wraps on like a compression sock? Um, there's nothing like a compression sock because of the way horses don't have any muscle below their knees and hocks. It is purely tendons and ligaments, which oh. is one reason why they're more liable to become injured. They don't have the, the meaty support of a, of a muscle down there. But there is a product called Back on Track. They have polo wraps. They have support wraps, all sorts of things. That The fiber is ceramic infused. The material is ceramic infused. So it actually reflects your body heat and energy back into the leg or whatever part of the body. I have a saddle pad that I use. So it helps to increase circulation and warm the muscles without overheating them. Mike, have you seen these before? I have. And I tell you, really, you know, some discussion I've had a couple other places looking at some of the old boots that were made were more natural materials and they mm-hmm. probably breathe better. Fleece lined boots. Do you ever see them anymore? Um, I still see them occasionally. With natural materials, you know, the leg's like able to breathe better yeah. and, or cotton. Or, but when you start throwing some of these synthetics in there, it doesn't breathe. And I think that's where some, some of them are, are squalling about the problem. But on the other end, some of these horses that are going on a big, long, hard cross-country course, it does not hurt. I don't think it hurts to protect them as long as you're doing it, doing it the right way or as best you can because there's, there's a catch-22 on that. Some of what I think I'm seeing more and more, and you can tell me I'm wrong, usually do, but it <laughs> no, seems like... No, I'll wait for you to say it, and then I'll tell you you're wrong. <laughs> it seems like, okay, let's go back to Bucky. You took how long to bring him up to fitness level to think about competing? Exactly. Um, he could have done it in two years, and I, I busted my back. So it actually took him three years before he made it to his first show. Right. And that was at training level, at right. the lowest level. But there's mm-hmm. there seems to be a lot. I want to do this, like, right now. And yeah. the prep time's not in there. The more the the quicker we got to push them into things, the more injuries we're going to see. The people that I work for that have been in this long term and very successful, they understand. But it's like the old thing about there's a lot of people with horses, but we don't see many horsemen, and the number of horsemen is fading away. And we want the instant gratification. Exactly. All right, guys, stick around. When we come back, we have the results of the IAPF elections that happened this past week. We'll dive into that here when we come back. Stick around. You're listening to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He'll be right back. Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Sign, the best podcast to create sounder horses from the ground up. 
Mike Stein is a registered journeyman farrier with an APF1 accreditation. And make sure you follow Mike Stein over on YouTube. Uh, you can see all the videos here that we do here in the studio. For every podcast we do, we have a matching video. Make sure you like and subscribe over there as well. And we'd love to hear from you as well. And the way you do that is go to equinedynamics.com. Fill out that little form there. It says contact us. If you have a question for Mike or anything just in general, we'll read it here on the air. Make sure you put a return address and we'll send you out some free stuff. And over to my far right hand side is Mike Stein. How are you? I'm doing good, Travis. How are you doing? Doing good. I see you put the pen light down. Are you fine with that? Or your pen I'm laser still pointer? I'm going to try to see if I can get you to chase it. <laughs> and on the phone with us right now also is Trisha Dingle from the Egyptian Rose Sports Horses. How are you, Trisha? I'm great. Thank you, Travis. Now, Mike, tell us about the IAPF. We had the, a couple of the... Yes, we did. We had Lester and Todd on here. Right. And they were on the, what was it, the two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, yes. At the time, they were losing a board member or they were shifting the board members around? Shifting board members around. And there was an election in process. So the, you're, what you're saying is that there was an open seat. Every other year, there are a couple of open seats. Okay. Yes. So, and you put your name in the hat or did they put your name in the hat? Well, I had a little arm twisting, but I put it in there. Okay. And so you've done your, you've done your campaign. You, you traveled this all over the country, all over the country, all over the world. You're shaking babies yes. and kissing hands. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, and I promise a chicken in every pot if you can afford to go buy one. Right. And so we now had the results. So do we have good news or bad news, Mike? You want to tell us what's going on? Well, we have news and the news. <laughs> News is life has changed for who? For me? For you? Or just life in general? Uh, life is changing every day. I was elected, and was... so you won. You won the seat. Well, yes. Well, good. See, that's what I had that for. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, congratulations, Mike. Now your life is never going to be the same again. Well, it's never, never the same again the next day anyway. So you said you've got a call coming up, and and as your first order of business, Mr. Uh, Chairman, Board of the Seat of Directors of the IAPF, what is your first goal, your first task that you're going to accomplish? You can tell I'm like a my, news reporter my here. My first task <laughs> is to... Figure out how to get on this phone call meeting tonight. Oh, is that your biggest challenge? <laughs> right now, yes. Okay. And that, I'm not going to go past that because I think what the deal is, it's going to be kind of a blended board until the official meeting in January at, at the International Hoof Care Summit. And I may be wrong. I'm learning as we go. And uh, I think Trish will tell you as far as the IPF and what their goals are during my involvement. And I think you'll see this with a lot of farriers because they are so focused on furthering ed for your career making it available, it's opened up some doors for me business-wise because of learning and bettering yourself. And as, as far as horse owners, they need to keep this in mind and understand it and understand it is out there. And if you're looking for a farrier, look up professionalfarriers.com. Now, Trisha, I know everyone tries to keep their vote confidential, so I'm assuming that you are in favor of Mike taking over the, the seat on the board? Oh, of course. Okay. I don't know if you know this or not. You probably do. I didn't know this, but you don't even need to be a farrier to be a member of the I. APF. We have veterinarians that are involved. We have some farriers that are involved that are both vet and farrier, and I think we've got some other people involved in therapy. But it, well. it is open to the regular horse owner that's out there as well, correct? Well, they're putting out or working on getting together, putting out information directed towards the horse owner. So it's a work in progress. This is, work, everything's a work in progress. So this is part of you know your board being that's on the... part of what we're going to be doing is getting more education to the horse owner because the best thing for the horses and the best thing for the industry to step it up and make it better is 
is horse owners having real research-based knowledge. There's a lot of stuff that flies around out there that, like we said on, on social media, that somebody ran off with and came up with a theory, and it's their theory, and we're looking at facts. Now, Trisha, I know you're probably part of a whole bunch of different corporations and a whole bunch of memberships dealing with equine world. Um, is this something that you're part of or interested in being part of? It's not something I'm part of. I basically keep tabs on it through my through my farrier, um, and it's partially because I do to compete. I have to be a member of so many different organizations right. that I'd have to be independently wealthy to join everything. <laughs> well, you need to just become so, independently wealthy, and it won't be a problem. Yeah, exactly. It's like you know, down at Florence at the rehab center, we ended up bringing another ferry because the volume of horses brought in a younger ferry who is very involved in the IPF, and I think that. Mm-hmm. The fact that he is educated himself has made him very valuable to have around, and Oscar's done a good job. Exactly. And he's continuing learning, and that's the way all fairies should be. All right, guys, stick around. we got one more little segment, and we'll let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day. You listen to Equine Dynamics with the newly elected Mike Stein. Stick around. We'll be right back. You can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you might find Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He is now a IAPF board member, newly elected. And if you'd like to reach out to Mike and contact him at any time, reach out to equinedynamics.com. And make sure for every podcast we do, we have a matching video. Go to YouTube, like and subscribe over there, and also on Facebook. Mike, again, you're, you're posting. Whoever's doing your Facebook page, I know it's you. You're posting all these great articles up there. And every time I see something, I look and I read, and I'm like, oh, that's very interesting. I didn't know that. So keep doing what you're doing okay. over on Facebook as well. And that is Mike Stein over to my far hand side. Hello, Travis. And on the phone with us also is Trisha Dingle from the Egyptian Rose Sports Horses. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing all right. So what do we learn today with the, the continuing story of Bucky, Mike? Getting the team together. And working together and not waiting until it's a mess. But navicular, or these navicular fractures, if you catch them in the right stage and do the right things, they can come back to good, useful lives. Trisha? I would say patience and just taking your time and being willing to think outside the box. Because Lord knows we had to do a lot of different things, both with the shoeing and in my training approach with him to, to bring him back to a solid citizen. Well, according to what you've said, the results have been outstanding or even more better than expected. So congratulations on that achievement as well. Uh, also, to wrap or not to wrap the horse's legs. Mike? Learning how to wrap correctly That's is a, a start. big plus. That's a start. Big plus. And also looking at the type of materials you use and when and why. Trisha? 
you know, there are certain circumstances where it is beneficial to the horse, but make sure you know how to do it and that you're doing it correctly. And Mike, now a newly elected board member of the IAPF, the International Associations of Professional Farriers. Uh, where do we go from here as far as you being on the board? Do you have a plan of attack? Uh, do you have a, a list of stuff? Now you, you're worried about this phone call that you got to do tonight, whether you can physically figure out how to get how on to, to make it. the phone call. <laughs> We're going to start seeing what's going on. I think the reason they do it like they do is so you're kind of blended in and start getting in into the system and you're not coming in completely cold when you become official. I've got some learning to do and figure out what's going to be expected. Well, if any of us here at Equine Dynamics can help you in any way, just let us know. Well, we're going to let you know, Travis. Okay, thanks. Uh, and Trisha, Trisha Dingle, how can our fans and listeners find you? Any kind of organization that you'd like for our, our fans yeah. and listeners to, to follow up on? My email is ersporthorses at gmail.com, and I do have a Facebook page that is Egyptian Rose Sport Horses that I try to keep up-to-date, you know, information, educational articles on and whatnot. Definitely encourage everybody to check out the Florence Area Humane Society. That is the rescue I work with down here in South Carolina. Um, it's primarily thought of as a small animal rescue, but we have a dozen horses on the farm that have been neglected and abused, and we could use foster homes, we can use donations, we can use you know knowledgeable horse people that are looking for a great companion animal or and get some good riding horses here, too. Gotcha. All right, guys, on that note, we're going to let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day. On behalf of Mike Stein over there. Have a good day. And Trisha Dingle on the phone. It was great talking to you, Mike and Travis. My name is Travis Sane. See you next week. All of the doggies are in the corral. All of your work is done. Just close your eyes and dream, little pal. Dream. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.